the number one mistake I see developers make is they're not aggressive enough with <laughs> their prices. They like hide everything. I want them to use it three times and then get hit them with the, the pricing page. You know, I think the stat is, and I don't know if that's changed, but like 80% of the people who download your app won't open it the second time. So you gotta yeah. be super aggressive and at least show them where they can buy if they were interested in. Welcome to the How to Build an App podcast. We started this show to help app founders refine their idea, build insanely useful apps, scale it up, and change the world. This podcast is brought to us by you and your ideas. We fund this podcast from our full-service app development agency, Strides Development. When you're ready to build an amazing app, we can help you take it from idea to a finished app in a few months. Right now, we're offering a free strategy call to talk to you about your app and give some direction when it comes to building it. You can book your call at strides.dev. That's strides.dev. Hey, welcome back to How to Build an App. I'm your host, Austin Betzer, and I'm here with Boju Price. Our guest this week is Steve Young, the founder and CEO of App Masters. And not to be confused with Steve Young, my favorite football player growing up. <laughs> Steve has kind of a cool backstory that he'll share with you during this episode, but just to give you a little teaser, it starts with Steve running growth for a startup in San Francisco and follows him through his entrepreneurial journey to success with AppMasters. Just to give you an idea of what success looks like, AppMasters has become the number one app business podcast and has scaled to a highly successful marketing agency. AppMasters has helped clients get featured by Apple, hit the number two paid app overall, and got coverage by major publications like TechCrunch and Mashable. In this week's episode, Steve shares his firsthand knowledge of how to make it in the app industry with action-packed advice about product design, app marketing, business, and app design. I'm excited, Steve, to have you on the show. Like uh, we, we did a lot of research and saw kind of kind of what you guys do. So I'm super excited. Welcome to the show. For our listeners who, who are just jumping in, Steve, tell us who are you, kind of what your background is, and then I always want to play this joke. How many times do you get asked if you played for the 49ers? Dude, all the freaking time. So um, <laughs> I was, a, I guess, a 90s kid, right? Because I was born in the 80s and then grew up in the 90s. So that's when, like, at the peak of Steve Young's powers. Oh, yeah. And eighth grade, every Monday, my science teacher is like, good game, Steve, or bad game. And so, and I'm an Asian dude. It's like, it's completely different. So there's no mistaking me. That's that Michael Jordan, the white Michael Jordan commercial, that Nike commercial, that resonated yeah. with me the most. It just, it just spoke to your heart, yeah. which is funny. I'm a, I'm a diehard Steve Young fan because I'm oh, same, no same thing. Like I, I was born in the, in the late eighties. My family's a big BYU fan. Like I'm, oh, I'm a big BYU. So he went to BYU and then he yep. was just a killer. So I'm a huge Steve Young fan. So I'm sure you get it all the time, but yeah. I'm excited. to. I still, I'm still excited to meet you. Steve, so, uh, <laughs> it's not it's not the same type of Steve, but I'm excited to have you. Bodhi oh, hasn't gotten like, me any benefits whatsoever. Yeah, no nothing, restaurant, nothing, nothing at all. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, Bodhi seriously hit us up. First thing you asked is like, is this like the 49ers guy? What? I was like, dude, did we really book Steve Young? I was so pumped, but and don't get me wrong, I'm not disappointed by any means. Dude, so I'm I'm not. So. Uh, well, tell yeah. us a little bit about App Masters. Yeah, just to give you guys some background. So I've been in the app space since 2011 and started building it on the side. So I taught myself how to code and then I launched my new my app and it was super simple, like a flashcard app. It's for kids. My mm -hmm. son was 18 months at the time. And through that, started making some money. So again, I was running growth for a startup in San Francisco and I was just sort of programming while on my commute and just really figuring stuff out. 
but I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So Austin, I don't know if you know cassette tapes, but I sold cassette tape <laughs> when I was younger. And so I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Didn't know what that journey would look like. Hold and then on, in Steve, Steve yeah. uh, Austin, a cassette tape is it's a little square um, item. It's, it's, do you know what a CD is? I just, it's before. <laughs> oh my hell. I am not that young. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so you want to like be an, an entrepreneur. iPod, Austin. It's like an iPod. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there you okay. go. I get it. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. I didn't know what that journey would look like. So in 2013, I decided to start a podcast called, at the time, it was just called Mobile App Chat. And I rebranded to App Masters, but essentially trying to pick the brain of some of my heroes back then. So that was like, Clear was pretty huge back then, Dan Council, Tweetbot. And so those were my early type of guests that were like pretty well known. And then I got the co-founder Shazam early on too. And built up an audience who then started coming to me for marketing help. My background was more in online marketing, growth hacking type of thing. And so I didn't know mm -hmm. anything about app marketing. That's what the podcast was for. So I sort of took the listener on a journey of like, I know nothing about this stuff. Let me just learn as much as I can through the audience. Enough people started coming to me that six months after starting the podcast, I ended up leaving my startup job to then pursue this full time. And so fast forward to 2021, we, you know, what we're known for in this space is just more of our app store optimization strategies. So SEO for the app store, if you guys aren't familiar with ASO, and then different growth hacking strategies. So I'm still a growth hacker at heart and I can, we can share some of the best growth hacks that I have for you guys later on too. But that's sort of how the journey started. And here we are today. So got a podcast, got a YouTube channel, got everything else. But that's, we sort of help clients with ASO is our bread and butter, what most people know us for. So, so let's just go on that just a little bit. Tell us yeah. what ASO is, just so our, our yeah. founders who really have no idea. Yeah, so like it's optimizing your app title. So you don't change your name at all, but optimizing your app title, like adding something on. So you want good keywords that have good traffic volume in there, your subtitle, your keywords field. And then on Google Play, it's that title again, and your short description, and then your long description. And so it's really optimizing those fields. A Within lot the of app times in the app stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times developers will put some branded stuff on there where I'm like, look, your brand message, your tagline should belong in the screenshots. But you want to utilize these prominent places in the app store for good keywords that people are actually searching for not people aren't right so mm -hmm. that's how we sort of think about it yeah because even now like i i know people come and ask me and they're like what can we do for aso and as as a developer i'm like i have no idea how that yeah. realm works and i've even done like research and i see like these little guides um, so it only makes sense that there's somebody out here you that goes it actually helps people do this because I don't know. There are real strategies to ASO, SEO, and stuff like that. So yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, so tell me. I was just going to say, tell us about some of your clients that you're kind of working with, and, and some of your favorite clients. Just kind of curious on on how yeah. many clients you work, and and kind of what the successes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've helped over three thousand different clients through either wow. our Udemy courses, or you know, I kind of just bulk them all into one, right? Like, mm -hmm. just but essentially so austin just to further your point it is very similar to seo like if you know seo you probably can get the ha a good handle on aso but clients range from you know the big guys like woonga next door red bull gopro and then a lot of our other i would say the majority of our clients are just startups and indies so wait and you've, you've worked with those big companies like gopro red bull like those are yep. those are some of your clients that's amazing yeah 
Yeah, not Ripple, but yeah, GoPro, Nextdoor, the ones at Red wow. Bull. So those are the big clients, but you know, I also have a community. And so what I really like to work with are just entrepreneurs, app entrepreneurs. And the majority of our clients are like startups, indies, people with smaller teams who, you know, they're running their own business and they're, they're pretty yeah. successful too. Do you feel like a lot of these founders are technical developers or do you feel like a lot of them are kind of who, who are the people that you're usually working with? Type of yeah, I would say half, half, like half can code yeah. on their own. They're like, Steve, I need your help. You know, here I've made this great looking app and I've learned, taught myself how to code or I know how to code. And then some are just business guys, right. Who mm -hmm. kind of just know how to build an app. they maybe have a team already. And so mm -hmm. it's sort of, I would say probably 50, 50. Okay. So you're going to have those, those technicals. One of the questions I always, I always love to hear is like, what do you feel like is like a huge misconception when it comes to like launching an app? I think it's, it's more like they just think the biggest one, and I don't, I don't think people are doing this. So you correct me if I'm wrong, Baudry, but like yeah. the biggest one is just, I can get it at the app store and then it's just going to come. Downloads are just going to come. Right. Yeah. And that well, is, and, the, and that's what we it. tell people all the time. People just think, okay, if I can come up with the idea, bring it to life, put it on the app store, I'm done. Right. Not true. Yeah. That's only like literally maybe I would say no offense to you guys when you guys do, but I would say like that's like 30% of the whole journey because yes, you need to build an app. You need to have something in place that people can actually use and love. But at the same time, like the hurt, the biggest hurdles are yet to come. Really? Yeah. Well, let's, let's just jump into that. I mean, we're going to kind of go off, but let's, let's talk about yeah. what are these, some of these hurdles. So here's the deal. We development's expensive. Right. It, it costs a lot to bring in a team of developers. And so everybody's like, okay, I just need to get the funding. I need to get these developers. I need to develop it. But now we we've developed it. Our team is, is going forward. Where do we go? Like what, what steps do you take or where would they come in and speak with you, Steve? Yeah. So, I mean, this is what I always tell them, Baudry. Like when you have an alpha or a beta version ready to go, put it in the app store. So are you, most of your clients iOS or are they Google Play? Uh, I would say we almost all of our clients, we start with iOS okay. um, and then we kind of build all the groundwork and then uh, Android's a lot faster yeah. to, to finish. But I, we almost always lead with iOS and I'd say majority is iOS. Good. Okay. So with iOS, there's a thing called a pre-order. Now, this is very valuable a couple of years ago where you can put an app in, in pre-order. And all that means is you have a listing in the app store. People cannot download it. They can hit pre-order. And when they do that, when your app is available, the date that you determine within App Store Connect, you can act, that's when they'll, if they have automatic, you know, we're gonna get geeky here, automatic updates turned on, it'll just automatically show up on your phone versus I don't. So, so, so time out, time out, let me go back. So if yeah. I, I automatically have updates. Yep. So if I pre-order an app mm -hmm. and then when I click on automatic updates, when it's available, it'll come automatically just download to my phone. Yeah, yeah. it'll just be on your phone. That's one thing that I always recommend because back a couple of years ago when Apple first launched this feature, you would get some SEO juice. So like pick a client. I, I mean, see a testimony on your website called The Daily Shift. What's that? Sure. What's that Apple got? Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a meditation. It's, a, it's wellness and, and, and goes through tasks and accomplishments to, to meditate and things like that. Perfect. So like The Daily Shift's Doug, mm -hmm. he, I see his name on there, but he would have The Daily Shift dash meditation. And then maybe in mm -hmm. subtitle, he has mindfulness, affirmations, motivation, whatever. Those are good keywords, right? That have yeah. high traffic. So you put that in the app store and now you're just building up the SEO juice. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is you guys, as you're still developing features, you can submit new builds, but the app store presence is there and nobody yeah. can download it. And then it's only the full launch 
feature, so like 1.0, so you can go 0.6, 7, 8, 9. When you finally launch with the 1.0, people will just automatically get it in the App Store. And you get some nice SEO juice along the wow. way. Wow. So Steve, when do we, when do we, I mean, we got clients right now we're building apps for right now. We're still in design <laughs> phases. Yeah. Uh, when would we want to have them do that? Uh, is this like a, hey, six weeks before we launch? Is this a week before we launch? What What is your suggestion? There? As long as you can go. So the maximum you can be in there is, I believe, three months. And okay. there are people who are just there just sitting on that. So I think yeah. I would say feel safely probably when you feel pretty confident that you're about a month away. That's when a good time would be to yeah. to go. And, and, and not only that, but a lot of them are – you can get traction before your app is done by getting pre-orders and pre basically you're getting exactly. pre-downloads. Yes. Yeah. And then you, okay. it counts all on day one too. So it's like a nice little spike on day one that you get. Yeah. It's just, it's just a huge push. See, and I mean, for our listeners that are listening, like that's huge because I mean, I mean, even all the people that we've talked to didn't know that, right. They, they just think, okay, once we get in the app store, how long is it going to take to get in the app store? And we're like, Oh, it takes, you know, a couple of days to review and Apple send it back to us. What about the Google Play Store? Can you do a very similar process through them? Yes and no. Okay. So no in the regard that people can download your your app right away. So you kind of want to have a good version ready to go. The benefit of the App Store is people can't download until your app is like perfect, right? Like 1.0 is ready. With Google, you can do a public beta, a private beta. There used to be, it used to help out a lot more when you were in beta, quote unquote beta. Google mm -hmm. feature you. And I had one client friend who was getting like $5,000 a day just from being featured in the beta. He's like, Steve, I don't want to actually like release out of beta because I'm getting so many downloads. <laughs> I, I'm just, I don't want to disappoint my followers that are already downloading. <laughs> yeah. So there is that. But there's a public beta within Google and the private beta is just like test flight. So like you can't do it. It's just not the big benefit that you get from Apple where people can't download your app. And that's the beauty of it. Like you can't touch it yet, but I'm getting SEO juice. Where's Google? Yeah, SEO juice, but people can download your app as well. SEO juice. Like I feel like I feel like we should patent that, Steve. And then we, we actually have <laughs> I don't know what you, brother. Be, but <laughs> so, so tell me, I, I know, okay, so in a month before a month launches, we want to be able to get into these pre-orders. Tell me what that's called again. It's just a pre-order. <laughs> that's that's, that's what it is. It's just pre-order. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, so we would want to get into pre-order, but at what point should our founders really start focusing on a go-to-market strategy? Because that's kind of what you, you're yeah. an expert in, right? And I'm yeah. sure you get tons of people like, Hey, I have this app and it was supposed to have 5,000 downloads this, this right after we launched, but I only got four. Right. Right. It's because they really probably didn't go into a good go-to-market strategy. Right. So at what point, I mean, do you, do you have a go-to-market strategy we're starting from scratch here before it's developed, before it's designed. What stage do you feel like a good go-to-market strategy needs to be kind of ironed out? And, and Yeah. So, I mean, it all depends on the app, right? But I, I want to make sure it's generic enough that it applies to a lot of more people. So what sure. I always say is where you can likely get yeses from. And that's the best go-to-market strategy. So let's say, for example, dating is a big one, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, if you're trying to be a dating app, be very hyper-local, but versus like, the daily shifts app, which is applicable to anybody, it's a meditation app. So the way I started thinking about the go-to-market strategy is within that first month, Baudry, I'm trying to get at least a thousand downloads. Because really? if you think about how the big game developers, and it doesn't have to be the first month, but maybe in the yeah. next couple of months. If you think about how big game developers do it, they are in soft launch, even like Facebook, like the big companies. So let's think about how the big companies do it. They're sure. in soft launch for a very long time. They're in different countries, you know, the US, we don't get it. They're just in super soft launch because they're trying to see LTV, what's the retention, what's the monetization, all this stuff, right? I've had big game clients that have been soft launch for 18 months 
just figuring out everything. So they're, they're not worldwide launch, but they're in the Nordic countries. They're in certain countries where they're just really trying to tweak what's the best creative, what's the best onboarding sequence, what's whatever. And the numbers that they look at are the first 1,000. So I want to look at retention. I want to look at signups, activations, all that jazz. First 1,000, first 5,000, and then the first 10,000. So no matter, depending on your budget, that's how you start to think about it. But the way I like to think about it is how do I reach each milestone and then pause the marketing, fix the product, mm-hmm. pause the marketing, fix the product. And too many times, I think, you know, we've had tons of case studies of this. Too many times people think the problem is, let's say you're getting 50 downloads a day and you're thinking, dang, if only I can grow downloads, I can grow sales, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's, that's actually I mean, obviously that's what you think. That's not the case. So I have one guy where we, we took a look at his app. We, we do these Friday, I go live on YouTube every Friday at 9 a.m. And we sort of audit apps. And we yeah. the audience submits a bunch of their apps. We look at them on, on the fly and I just go and just give out some advice. And what we found out with this guy was, so he's gone on to 99. So he's making a dollar a day, Audrey. Okay, just a dollar a day. 50 downloads, just about a dollar a day. Yeah. Okay. I fixed the product. So I said, hey, we're going to do, and we can go into what we did, but we're going to increase your in-app purchase. All it was a remove ads. We're going to lock certain features. Still functional, a little really good app, but we're going to lock some features and then we're going to have three in-app purchases because people like options. So we have a remove apps in-app purchase. We have a full feature premium in-app purchase, and then we have everything. And then just changing that, $17 a day. Wait, like, from you could one, just see it. $1 to... To $17. Yeah. Just by removing a few things. Just by optimizing the product. No additional downloads, just optimizing the flow, locking certain features, providing more options within the in-app purchase features, right? And giving users that. No additional downloads, but you saw the immediate spike when that new version went live. You saw the revenue spike just like pop. Day one. Now we ran some different growth hacks. I'm happy to share with you. And then he's gone on to now hundred dollars a day. And the best, what the reason why I love this story is this is a guy who was like this, it was a geometry solver app. This is an app that I was just sort of like a throwaway taught myself how to code. And I was just kind of like, ah, it's a nice little hobby. I still have a full-time job. I'm just going to throw away. And now he's coming back and Steve, like got real revenues. Now, how yeah. do I then leave my full-time job? Right. Like, <laughs> and that's what forget about all the big names, which I love, right? People are like, Ooh, that's yeah. cool. But that's the type of story that pumps me up. Is, is watching somebody go from like, Hey, this is just like a small thing to yeah. like, dude, this is my thing. Yeah. And I can leave right. my job. Right? Like everybody, I think everybody, a lot of people want, not everybody, I shouldn't say, but a lot of people want to do their own thing. So it's like, Hey, he's almost there close to it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you were to say to our, to our founders, all right, you probably get this misconception of what do people think is the most important aspect of a launching of, a, of an app? And what do you really think the most important aspect of launching an app should be? Like, I, I know that you probably have a hundred different answers, but you know, no, it's, it's, it's easy downloads. Everybody thinks it's downloads. Now, obviously you need downloads, but I, I'm a big product guy. And that's why I love doing these audits is because then I can really show off. Let's just, I can show off my product side, right? Because yes, you can follow a lot of our strategies that will drive downloads, but at the same time, if your product sucks, <laughs> it doesn't even matter, right? And that's why going back to what I said, like the, why the companies are in soft launch so much is like the product, the product. And you, I'm sure you guys deal with this a lot more. It's like, All the time. oh, you shouldn't do it like this, right? Like, yeah. and Baudry, like I always say like, there's one thing that I'll say because a lot of people have said other things that just don't do because they don't like it. Put 
like the daily shifts. Is it your subscription to base app? I'm going to yeah. say. Okay. Yep. Daily shifts. Good example. So free marketing advice for you, Doug. All right. So make sure Doug, right, Doug, this. Doug, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Doug Cartwright. All right. <laughs> Look, you have to have your pricing page, the page that lists out your, where people are going to subscribe to your particular app. You must, it's a must have that during the welcome flow, the onboarding sequence, because that's where, you know, I've been sharing this content. We track this. We've seen double the conversions. We've seen 63% of the in-app purchases. Just This is just for one app. Come from that welcome flow because mm -hmm. apps are different. Apps aren't just like me visiting strives.dev, right? Mm -hmm. I'm coming in being like, huh, interesting. It's sort of like I'm booking a call with you guys. There's a warm lead. There's some intent here, right? And I'm yeah. downloading this app. And so people are like, no, that's too soon. I don't like it. I don't like it when they're so aggressive. The number one mistake I see developers make is they're not aggressive enough with <laughs> their prices. They like hide everything. I want them to use it three times and then get hit them with the, the pricing page. Eh. You know, I think the stat is, and I don't know if that's changed, but like 80% of the people who download your app won't open it the second time. So you got to yeah. be super aggressive and at least show them where they can buy if they were interested in. Well, and not only that, but we we have a, a huge problem with people who come to us and they think, hey, I need this feature, this feature, this feature, this feature oh. and an MVP, right? And it's just like, okay, first off, let's take a step back and let's solve one problem. What is the problem you're trying to solve? And let's be aggressive with that, right? And let's make that upfront and forward. Same with like the pricing page. like, And that's really interesting to know. Like people will download your app one time and if they don't like it, they're out. Yep. And 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 I mean, I even think about my own personal experience. How many apps have I downloaded one time, not really enjoyed it, and then moved on? Exactly. I mean, that's the biggest thing that you guys have to deal with, right? Like too many features, figuring out that one thing. And, you know, and I always say, look, that helps me because when you figure out that one thing, my marketing becomes clear. Oh, my one thing, meditation for whatever, athletes. I don't care. But like, then it's like, okay, I know where to do my Facebook ads. I know what kind yep. of keywords to go after. Everything else becomes clear. And so it's the hardest thing that I think us entrepreneurs will deal with where it's like, oh, I want to be everything to everybody. But seriously, you just got to figure out that one thing too. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing too, is a lot of times they want to really design everything out. Right. But we, we will actually go out and do a validation before we ever do any type of de development where we will go. We, we hired a company to go out and get hundreds of surveys from people who would be using their app. And then tell us what they like, what they don't like, what would make it better, what would make it worse. And we get this information and then we can say, cool, we have a limited budget of what we can design. Let's focus on these key features because that's, awesome. that's what the people told us. That's awesome. Which is really kind of cool. And so that's that's kind of one of the big things because like people are like, yeah, just design this. Okay, what do we start with? I don't know. Let's <laughs> Let's have the people who actually do know, right? Yeah. I like that. That's a good idea, man. Yeah. So it's something that's kind of uh, been a big difference. So, so when would a founder come to you? Do you like it when they're at, in the app store and they're struggling? Do you like it when they're early? Like where is your ideal client? Like ready oh, to come man. to you? It's a, I, it doesn't really matter to me because I get asked this question a lot to clients from clients. Like when should I start working with you? I'm like, I could be selfish and say, right the right hell now. away, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I go, look, whenever you feel like you need the most help, and that's the best way I can answer because I can help you with your pre-launch sequence, like we just talked about with the pre-order. I know a lot of stuff with that. So if you feel like you need help or you can just launch, and I've told clients this too, there's a client of mine that came to me and he was like, Steve, I need you to help me get featured by Apple. So we've gotten 34 different clients featured by Apple and we're pretty successful at it. And I was like, wow. 
okay, when are you launching? Oh, next Tuesday. It was like Thursday, right? And I was like, dude, that's way too soon. So he's like, yeah, I know I've been, I've been featured before and I, I pitched this app store manager. And so we're launching Tuesday. Can you do it? I was like, no, why don't you launch on Tuesday? If you don't get the feature, take it down and then, you know, come work with me. And so what I say is like people who I'm like, if you want to launch your app first, go ahead. Cause then now, now I have a baseline of saying, here's how we've doubled 5x, 12x your downloads or your revenues, right? So I don't when really I, when I got this client, me. they had 10 downloads, right? But you know, and then you can double that. But no, sorry, continue. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, that's it, right? Like, so that that to answer your question simply is like, whenever you feel like you need the most help, if you need it beforehand, I'm happy for to help you with that. Or if you want a mental breakdown, and you have that mental breakdown, then you want to start working with me. That's fine too. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> See, you seem too nice about it. Like honestly, it sounds like if someone can come to you with a go to market or have you build a go to market strategy, yeah. it almost sounds like it'd be a better experience overall. The way I feel is I'm not really executing on anything except here's sort of like what you should be doing. And I always feel funny selling that type of thing because then it's like, there's nothing tangible. It's only thoughts that I'm selling. Right. And so we do have this like premium app audit where you can sit down for an hour with me. I'll take a look at your app. It's just essentially trying to give away, well, trying to make people pay for my time rather than always give away my time, which what I was doing a lot of, F it. Like if you really want to talk to me for an hour and ask me all these questions, you can either join me on YouTube or you can just sign up for this pretty cheap. So, but that's how I feel. It's just like, it's, I'm not giving you anything tangible. Like unlike you guys, you guys can hand over a code. At least when I'm doing ASO, I can hand over something that says, Hey, here's where, you know, results rather, rather than just like thoughts. Yeah. Why do you want to pay for thoughts? That makes sense. So, so when an app is designed and developed, what do you think the biggest reason why people fail? Like literally why the app just dies? Product, man. Really it is. I you think, think it's, just, it's the product? I think so. Yeah. We've changed our narrative. Like right when we started in 2014, you know, I was talking a lot about growth, downloads, 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 but having worked with so many clients, I've seen clients where we did everything right. And then it just didn't go anywhere. We had one client that was featured by Apple. We're throwing tons of money at it. We got tons of features, a lot of different growth hacks, tens of thousands. I don't even know how high we hit it, but he hit number one in a lot of like the smaller countries in the Nordic countries. So we were doing some really good stuff. Everything was humming along, but he had to shut the app down because it wasn't retaining and wasn't monetizing well. Right. And so I feel like it's just the biggest reason it's not the lack of downloads because you can always buy downloads, right? You can always run Facebook ads. You can run Apple search ads, Google ads. You can do all that stuff. It's your product. Your product just isn't either resonating with the audience, right? It sucks. So your idea sucks and your product sucks, or you're just not optimized for conversions and retention. And that's why I've changed the narrative. I would say in 2019, I was just really starting to talk about how do I help you make more money? I'm tired of working, helping clients do everything right. And then them ultimately failing. And so if I can help you make more money, that's where the win-win is for everybody. So really product. Yeah. So so would it be safe for me to say even whether either it's product or product market fit, where the people just the right the people you think want to use it just don't use it? Yeah. Yeah. Because then that goes down to the downloads section, right? Like if people are opening your app once and then leaving, it's like oh. says something. Yeah, it says something to you too. So product market yeah. fit, important. Do some research. I've got a bunch of stuff that we can get into about how do you do research and then like kind of like what you guys just do. And then once you have that, it's really product. Like we've seen so many case studies, Baudry, like 5X revenues just by optimizing the landing, 12X revenues by optimizing the pricing page. And one feedback I gave that developer was, 
number one, I had no diff- I had no idea what I was getting with the premium for signing up for the premium. I didn't know what the difference between the free and the paid was. And mm-hmm. two, there was no way for me to tap into that page on the homepage. So think about your homepage on strides.dev. You have a big green button that says book a call because that's what you want me to do. Yep. But developers don't have a big green button that says see pricing, you know, <laughs> or something that says do something within my call app. Using it. Yeah. yeah, some call to action. And so I said, add the call to action. He already had the pricing page on the welcome flow, but he didn't have it on his homepage. And so just by reorganizing his landing page, his pricing page and adding it, he's gone up to 12X his revenue, right? And this, is not, this isn't like a dollar to $12. This is like legit revenue type of thing. But yeah, so like we've seen so many case studies where it's like 5X, 12X, you know. Well, and, and how do you test like, and how do you get data about around retention? I'm just curious on how you guys find that. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I the app that's easily found, right? The app store reports it. Does it? Yeah. If it's more primarily iOS, you can look on the app store connect and it'll tell you the retention. Or I just found this out a couple of weeks ago, but apps flyer has a free plan and you can just use that too. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> So it is easy. All right. So, it is pretty easy. So, so we don't even need to pay you, Steve. Let's just, just do that and it'll tell yeah. us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> You'll be back. Uh, that's all I yeah, have to say. Yeah, you, you, I'm sure you will. Um, and, and so really when it comes down to like, it, you, you have to look at patterns, right? And be able to step, take a step back and be like, hey, if people, are, does, uh, how detailed does that data get? Can we see how many times people actually get into my app and, and use it and then end up don't use it again? Do we can find out how far they get along in the app? Is that stuff that you can find out? Yeah, totally. I mean, you can use like Firebase to just figure out the funnels, like where are people are dropping off. So the three funnels I t- normally look at are obviously the download funnels, right? Make sure your screenshots are solid. That's the first one. Second one is the account activation. If your app has it, are people signing up? Are you forcing them to sign up? If so, then where's the drop off there? And then the last one is obviously the subscribing. How many people are subscribing to them? And so if you got like, let's just pick on the daily shifts, but like you got an app like that, like a meditation app, what you're really want to focus on within that first month is how many downloads am I getting and how many activations, how many trial activations am I getting, right? How many sales am I getting? That's the main number that I want to keep an eye on because let's face it, like retention, all that important, but also like making money, super important. And in the end, like, I don't care if you pay for my app and then you just suddenly like stop meditating after a while. Right. Which we, something that we've all done. And so that's the number one metric I look at is how many sale activations am I getting? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's talk about a client who made a huge mistake, a big fail. Right. And, and what, what, yeah. And, and you don't have to name by name if you don't want to, but let's talk about what that, how that failure looked and what was the result and how it could have been avoided. I, I don't know if, I think the, the client that comes to mind right now would be the one that I told you about where we did everything right. Only mm-hmm. because oh, yeah, just because the product so didn't much. fit. I thought the product was really well done. I felt like there was a market for it. And I felt like everything was solid. And he's invested a lot of money into that app too. The designs were super solid. It was a great idea. And I think the failure there would be just not enough attention to optimizing the product flow, right? Mm. And making sure that I was, people were playing and people were actually monetizing well. So if we had to go back and do it differently, we probably should have spent a lot more time. And we did. We actually spent a good like three to four months in soft launch optimizing the product because we got it into the top charts in these smaller Mm -hmm. countries. So we're getting good downloads. But that was the most painful one because it was just like we invested so much. We did everything right. And it still didn't go our way. And so Mm -hmm. really focusing on the product. 
is what yeah really so i mean i i feel like we kind of have a trend on making sure the product really fits and putting a lot of effort into the product which honestly has to do with the user's journey and then the development of it right and that's not to say like you should always try to like tinker and try to fix it, try to make it super perfect, right? Like, because I don't believe that. I have one client, I think he's been, he was talking to me. He's like, hey, Steve, it's really good. We've raised some money and they've probably, they've exited a different business, but they're still in soft launch. And I just checked today. I was like, I wonder what these guys are up to. They still haven't launched. And I, and I tested out their beta and I was like, this is really good. Right. But why aren't you guys launching? So I've been meaning to be like, so don't be in soft launch for that long, but same time, like yeah. launch, fix the product launch get yep. downloads fix the product don't always think more more downloads more downloads i need yeah. more downloads that's not going to fix the problem man i think that that's so important for our listeners to hear like downloads don't solve the problem right especially if it's a product um so tell me your thoughts on free trials <laughs> i think it's it's a must <laughs> so i think i mean depends on the app obviously but it's a must yeah. right i think okay. what we found is 30 days is too long 14 days is probably a little bit too long too. And when we say too long, like it actually leads to more cancellations, but I think mm -hmm. seven days is a sweet spot. So really, so, yeah. so you think the strategy, cause I know you were kind of talking about being very aggressive with your pricing yep. and asking for a call to action early on, but you still see that there is value in the, in the value of a free trial. So three days too short, 14 days too long kind of, and obviously every app's a little different, right? Right. You know? And so they just kind of find that sweet spot at seven days. How come? What is it? Is it just like people just need to see value before they purchase it? Yeah, probably. You know, like I think we all love something free, like just to make sure that we really like it. And seven days just seems like the sweet spot from an app perspective, maybe because, you know, that data, like they might not come back. You know, the the most people look at day one, day seven, day 30 retention rates. And so that's why there's that nice little day seven sweet spot too. I don't know why exactly psychology wise, but people like that. Well, and you know, if I can use my 14 different email addresses, I don't even have to pay for anything. So, right. um, so, so tell me about kind of what onboarding flows you found convert really well. Is there anything specific about kind of like the onboarding process? I would say definitely have the pricing page. I tend to regurgitate what I, what I say in the screenshots, like all the benefits that you've put all the poor, you pour all that energy into your screenshots, like kind of regurgitate it because a lot of times you and I might grab a beer and then we, you know, you tell me about an app and I totally forget. I download it. But I totally forget about what this app is. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, what's this app? Let me open it again. And it's sort of like, make sure you're reinforcing all the benefits that I'm going to get from this app. And then you hit me with the sign up flow. And I had one friend and client, he was on a date actually. And I'll, I'm not naming him, so it's, it should be fine. But he's on a date and he's like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, <"What> Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you do? He's like, I'm an app developer. Here's my app. And she, she was like swiping through and then she just left. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> just left doing the welcome. He's like, it's too long. I don't even care about it anymore. And so he went from like seven pages down to like a four. And then he saw an increase in conversions just by doing that small little thing. So would you say interactive or slideshow is better? An interactive onboarding or kind of a slideshow? Is there, does it matter? I don't, I mean, again, depends on the app. If your app calls for an interactive one, like games, right? Like Clash of Clans, you need that to be more an interactive type of onboarding oh, sequence. Oh man, sure. if, if Austin was here, Austin, he was a Clash of Clans nut back in the day. So fair yeah. enough. It's crazy. I had a friend who's like, dude, I've spent $200. I'm like, what the hell? Are you serious? Yeah, he's so addicted to that thing. But his, name, it, his, name, his name's Austin. Yeah. Anyway, Austin. sorry, continue. Hi, so so that, that, that interactive, like trying the game out, those first couple steps, sure. 
that that makes a lot of sense for those. But when it comes to other things, it, it really kind of depends on the type of app. Slideshow is enough. I think slideshows, it, it probably can tailor to, unless you're a game, slideshows good enough. And because okay. the thing I hate, Bodhi, is like, here's this arrow. This is how you listen to a meditation. Here's another arrow. Here's how you see your favorites. I'm like, dude, I know your product should be like intuitive enough for me to know this. Don't, you don't need to point out every little thing. I actually hate those tutorials. I'm like, dude. And they're like, they're just never like, like, let me get to it. At that point, you're like, let me get to it. They're just like, pow, all in your face and bunch of arrows shooting everywhere. And I have no idea what to read. I hate those (laughs) with the passion. Yeah, don't do that. So I I feel like we hit that. I was just going to ask, tell us what really makes a a client successful in launching their app. I would say the product really kind of makes the biggest difference. Yeah, I mean, fail. Totally, totally, right? Like we had one client where we just, I had a call with them this morning and I was like, we, so the, the, let me share this, one of my favorite growth hacks. It's called an app advice campaign, okay? Because mm. there's a website called App Advice. I've called it many different things in the past. And so I'm just gonna call it an app advice campaign. But essentially within, let's say the, for a typical app, you can make something free in the app that's normally paid. So for example, like a remove ads, which is a non-consumable in-app purchase. This is iOS only because Google Play can't, you can't make anything free. The prices start at zero, like a dollar, right? So with a remove ads, or let's say I'm the, I think it's the Daily Shifts app and I have trials. So you can do a 30-day trial instead of the typical seven days. Because of this promo, you tell app advice and you say, hey, Jen, she's the one who's managing it now. App's gone free campaign, Kim. Jen, I know my app is free, but... If you go to my store, the remove ads, which is typically $2.99, $1.99, whatever, is free. Would you like to run it? I'm going to make it free for the next couple of days. So she covers it, and that can drive thousands of downloads. So Hmm. for this new client, what we did was we did that campaign. We launched it. We're getting a handful of downloads a day just on its own. We have some Apple search ads turned on. We did this growth hack, and I was like, okay, I feel positive about this app because we're seeing revenue. It's not much. It's a few hundred dollars, but I'm like, it's converting. So if it's converting plus a huge plus for us, right? I don't feel like it's off the, the pricing page is optimized. So that's the next thing we're going to be working on, but it's converting. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm like, okay, that's a signal that it's working and we can do better. So I always try to look at that in the first couple of months. That's an awesome little growth hack. So uh, listeners stop, rewind, replay that in the past three minutes, because that's a, that's a good little nugget right there. And you got to check out Reddit. Like we're going to do, we're probably going to share some content later on about Reddit, but there's some really good subreddits. One of my clients, we, he does a, like, we did a 30 day free trial for his app and we saw close to 900 people sign up for this. Wow. And it's called eFreebies. So if you look up eFreebies on Reddit, you can do stuff like that. So you, you kind of have to give stuff away. We'll see. Yeah. The cool thing about the app advice, Baudry, is that, what we've seen is people will actually download, people will actually sign up, people will actually pay eventually too. It's yet to be seen what happens on Reddit. Maybe they just get in for free and they never convert. So that's what I'm sort of waiting on for Reddit. But on app advice, people do actually pay. So when you do that remove ads in app mm-hmm. purchase hack, you'll see your revenues for the other things just go up. It's like, just like that. Yeah, it's like a coupon, right? Like That's yeah. the best way of- It really, it really is. It's like a coupon for an yeah. app, really. Yep. Yeah, people spend more. No. You come in so, for the fries, so, you buy a milkshake, you buy another Yeah, you fry. got a drink. Dude, that burger looks real good. Yeah. Like, here, here we go. Yep. Um, so speaking of, of cost, so so when we're developing, 
we'll ask people, Hey, what do you have for a budget? Like we, we met with a client just uh, this week. I was like, Hey, what's your budget? And he's like, well, we got about 170 K like, awesome. So that's a good budget for us to build it an MVP. He's like, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hold on. I got a budget about 110 for development. I was like, okay, that's fine. He's like, we have to use the other half for legal and stuff like that. But I don't think that they had any type of budget for this. So, so Steve, what would you say, Hey, as, as an app founder, you just got a chunk of money, whether it's from an angel investor or early seed or something like that. And I know this is a hard question because every app is going to be different, right? And I'm sure it's going to be different. Oh, really? Okay, perfect. Then what, what would you say? Yeah, I would say at least half or 60, at least 40% of that budget, right? I would tell that guy who has a hundred thousand, like, how do you build an MVP with 60? Because you're going to need, what is your marketing plan? Unless that's your entire budget, you've raised, I don't know, 170 grand. That's your entire budget. Like you need budget to spend money on, right? ASO can only go so far. Like that's what I do. That's my bread and butter. But I'm always like, I tell my clients, we're going to hit a ceiling. We're going to hit a ceiling eventually. And ASO is helpful when you're actually driving more traffic from elsewhere. It all feeds into each other. You can't just launch a new website and be like, hey, look, I'm ranked number one on Google. No, it's because they're ranking number one on Google because you actually have traffic too and you have good content. You can't just have good content and no traffic and Google is going to suddenly rank you. And so it's like you need some money to actually market the app. And so that's how I say like, how can we get to V1 faster, cheaper? That way we Mm -hmm. can test the market, figure things out, spend a little bit of money and then spend more money on development. So with that, let's say 110, take half of it, build that MVP because you're going to need the other half to build on it and improve on it. Mm -hmm. We're still going to need you. It's just phase it out rather than Mm -hmm. just spending it all on one, that, that first version. Cause that first version is not going to, it's not going to be your best version. No, it's not. And a lot of people think that they have to have a, and it comes back to that point. You said they still haven't launched because they think they need to have a polished, perfect product. Yeah. But, and and that was an alliteration, by the way, let's uh, put that one in the book. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But to to have that polished, perfect product, um, (laughs) (laughs) but to to have that, you don't need that. And honestly, the book, the lean startup basically says, get this in the consumer's hands as soon as possible, because they're going to tell you what they want, what they don't want. And that's, that's awesome advice to say, listen, take your total budget and take 40% and put it towards marketing is what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. So for, for our listeners, what is something they should do now? (laughs) And it, and, and literally this is a hard question because they could be in a different stage, but what should someone who wants to launch an app, what should they do right now? I would say, talk to your audience. All right. Like make sure you have a full understanding of how ASO works. It's not that complicated. It's like SEO. I have a free YouTube series on ASO for 2021 that we just filmed too. So check that out. You'll have a good knowledge of it. The one thing that for beginners don't know is the Spanish Mexico localization within iOS is actually indexed by the US localization. So if you put English keywords, said Spanish in the Mexico localization, you can double the keywords. So typically I have a different app title, subtitle, keywords, all in English, and that helps me double the keywords that I want to target in the US. Definitely know that. Secondly, launch it. Get to your first 100, first 1,000, any way you can, whether it's through the app advice campaign, whether it's through Reddit, whether it's just cold emailing a bunch of different people, however you can get it, get there, and then figure out the product. One thing I did too, I used this site called user testing and I wanted, and I did this live reaction, but I, I paid somebody to just check, check, take a look at my app. Now I think I'm pretty sophisticated. I know my it. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow. But then he highlighted some things. I was like, wow, you never looked at my pricing page. So you don't even know how expensive my app is. Cause my app, you know, on the pricing page, it says go premium. And he never tapped on that button. 
at all. And I was just shocked that he never tapped on that button. But it showed me inside that I'm like, oh, maybe I should just show the pricing pages rather than doing a double tap, right? So do that, talk to your users because they're gonna then tell you like, I use it for this, I use it for that. And then guess what? You can use all that language back into your marketing and then people are gonna feel like, man, this guy knows exactly what I need because you listen. So don't be afraid of talking to your users as early as you can. So you'd say that if something they can do themselves is talk to your users. Yeah, dude. Like the easiest thing is like, hey, Baudry, can you check out my app? Here it is. And hand over the phone. The biggest pet peeve, I, one of the biggest, I guess I have a lot of pet peeves, is <laughs> <laughs> like people being like, hey, check out my app, man. Like you can do this and you can do that and you can do this. And they're just like showing me how to do it. I'm like, dude, you would learn so much more if you just handed me your phone and let me use it. So stop showing people your app and yeah, start don't. letting them see your app. Just say, hey, here's what this app does. Go ahead and try it. Like, Check it out and let them use it. Otherwise, you're gonna you're not gonna learn anything. Don't use it for them. Yeah, that's a good point. What was that that website you said you went to? Or that um, user didn't, testing. Didn't, user testing. Yeah, usertesting.com. Explain that to us. What what is that? Oh yeah, so it's essentially what you do is you pay about a hundred bucks, I think, for somebody. You ask them a list of questions, and then they will record a video of their phone and then talk over all the questions that you just asked them. So I was like, one of the things I said in the video was like, they have a template that you can use on user testing. So it's like, mm -hmm. where? you tell them, hey, you were searching for, my app was a sleep sounds app. You were searching for a sleep sounds app and then you downloaded my app. Here's it. You have difficulty sleeping. You're just looking for something to play in the background while you sleep, okay? So I told him that and then he comes in knowing that and then he talks through like, oh, this is what I can do. And if I swipe here, I do this. So he's talking while he's using the app the whole time. And then you can ask them certain questions like, what would make you buy this app? So I asked him that. And I said, why would you not buy this app? And he was like, well, I can get some of this content on YouTube for free. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, then you wouldn't have actually searched for an app like this then, right? Like if you think about it, you wouldn't yeah. probably. But those are like those are the questions I want to know is why would you not buy this app? It's right? almost like a, like a focus group, but for an app. Totally, totally. That's exactly what it is. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Audrey, so I'll, I'll, I'll do all the long answers, the long-winded way. You just come in with your little perfectly polished product. <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> Here's the simple mind, simple answers. That's all I got to say about <laughs> no. that. So, um, Steve, so tell us uh, kind of our, our last question before we really kind of wrap up. Yeah. Uh, what, what little nugget of advice do you give? Like, I know you've given literally just a wealth of gold to our listeners, what do you want to give them in, in closing? Like what's a, what's something you want to give? Just focus on the product. That's it. Really it, is it. If you've got downloads already and you're getting consistent downloads, I would just say a handful of downloads, like 25 downloads a day. There's enough for you to there to figure out, okay, why people aren't buying? What are they doing wrong? What am I doing wrong so that I can get them to buy or stay within the app? And just focus on that. We've seen too many times where the biggest misconception that I always want to hit on is stop thinking you need more downloads. You know what I mean? Like you don't, yeah. you don't, you really don't. We've seen it time and time again. Well, and I think that that's so I big. I mean, even the, even the people we talk to, they mm -hmm. just think, okay, I need so many down. I, how am I going to get more downloads, more downloads, more right. downloads. And talking to an expert like yourself, it sounds like that's not the direction you need to go. Yeah. You need to make sure you have the right product first. I'm not speaking for, on a, opinion i'm speaking based off the first five years where that's all we focused on about really like mm -hmm. downloads how do we get more downloads how do we get that's all we were doing and then just yeah. to see the clients that we used to work with not make it 
quote unquote, right? Just completely had to shut down. It was disheartening. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I know the growth hacks. Here's how you can get cheap downloads, organic, good downloads. But here's what's really important. The pricing page. So everything has been all about product for me since 2019. Took me like seven years. So seven years of people- Product market fit and product, I feel like are just are just really huge. So, That's all right, it. Steve, where where do our listeners find you? Appmasters.com. Check out the YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and just search for Appmasters or go to appmasters.com slash YouTube. And then if you want to check out the podcast, go to appmasters.com slash iTunes. How's that for a plug, huh? And don't forget to check out all the awesome resources Steve mentioned. Check out the show notes for the links to Appmasters website, YouTube, and much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found it useful, it would really help us if you shared it with a friend. Just take a quick second to text it or to DM it to someone who would also love this. It would seriously make our entire day. Also, if you want to go deeper, we have full-length videos of all of our episodes, show notes, and a lot more at strides.dev. There's no.com at the end of that. You literally just type strides.dev in your browser. What else? Well, if you're looking to build an app, we want to talk to you. You can book your free strategy call and talk about your app with a pro at strides.dev. You can also sign up for our newsletters that gives you the ins and outs of what's going on. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.